Tizo stands for titanium dioxide and zinc oxide. In other words, their commitment to mineral sun protection is right in the name. Tizo is known for having a unique line of all mineral sunscreens with different textures and finishes that cater to every skin type and tone. Sunscreen application may seem burdensome, but with Tizo, it doesn't have to be. Their sunscreens have been meticulously crafted to seamlessly fit into your daily routine. Whether it is saving a step in the morning with an SPF that doubles as a makeup primer or giving your skin a glow before running errands, Tizo has you covered. All Tizo sun protection formulas have broad spectrum protection and are 100% free of chemical sunscreens, dyes, parabens, gluten, preservatives, fragrances, and phthalates. Check out Tizo's mineral sunscreens and so much more at TizoSkin.com. That's T-I-Z-O Skin.com. Shop with code LISTEN10 to receive 10% off your first order. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Mic check one, two. Mic check one, two. Hearing all these letters read aloud by damsels not in distress. Host came to impress. Bitch, check your DMs. This is hot off the press. Hi, Chloe. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. It's not just me. It's me. And okay, I think I know which one is which. And this is Jelly V. Oh. And this is Janice. Oh. oh my god, they're so cute. Oh, Jonas, So you're fostering them? I'm fostering two kittens for those of you listening at home. And so I'm pretty sure I know which one is which. They're both just all black cats. But I'm pretty sure this one is Jonas. And I think he's a little nicer. The How can you tell which is which? I couldn't at first. But so last night, I forced both of them to be wrapped in a blanket for like five minutes at a time, like next to me, because they just can't move, because I wrapped them like a little burrito. And this guy fell asleep. Aww. Jelly Bean the whole time was like, if you don't let me the fuck out of <laughs> So I'm pretty sure. Oh, and then also like, they like have been like bonding together and they sleep on this blanket in the bathroom and I've been like petting them. And one of them purrs when I pet them, and one doesn't. Oh, and he's purring now, and I think it's him. So cute. They're the same gender? Yeah, they're both boys. You know, that makes it hard to figure it out. We're fostering, and Sir Lucy has been really good with them. Oh, wow. Good for Sir Lucy. Yeah, he's been a good big brother, but it's, like, funny, because I think, like, everyone's just, like, really confused. And I've seen them go, like, under him. (laughs) They're trying to find um, oh. things that would be on a female cat. Where's their mom? I don't know. I don't really know their story. There were four of them, and they were like, could you foster all four or, like, maybe take two? And I was like, I really only wanted to foster, like, one other cat and help it get adopted. But I was like, yeah, I'll take two. So. Wow, you are officially a cat lady. The house is full. I will tell you that much. My roommate's gone, so she doesn't mind. But are they a lot of work? They're not a lot of work. They're just messy. Like one of their favorite games is like pouncing into the litter box and then like flinging litter everywhere. 
So I just splurged and got a Roomba because it's just been too much to keep mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. Are you still online dating while your cat's sitting? <sighs> yes. All right. Give it to us. Um, nothing too exciting. I went on a date on Friday, a social distance date. Yeah, so we did a FaceTime and we seemed to get along. And so we wore masks and we went to an outside restaurant. And he was very nice and we're still texting and we'll see about that. But there have been some like losers that have crept in. Mm, that you're allowing in? No, I'm not allowing them in. Um, I actually am very proud of myself because there was this one guy He's 40. Oh, I upped my age range again Hmm. because I got jealous. My neighbor was on there and she was getting like all of these silver foxes because she has her age range up to 44. And so I went back up Um, and I got a silver fox, but we were supposed to FaceTime yesterday and he just never mentioned it. And then was just texting me today, like all these things, like, what do you do for work and blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know what? If you can't even jump on a FaceTime with me, I'm not responding. So I deleted him. It's weird that he wouldn't follow up. Yeah, and it's weird that I'm not saying it's weird to be 40 and single. That's fine. But he's attractive and he's a comedian. And it seems like maybe there's a reason he's single. I just think there's a certain level of, like, he's not, like, like, he could be in a relationship. Like, I can tell. Like, he's funny. He's charismatic older seems to have a good career talk to you like one of his first texts was telling me how he's looking at buying a house around here I was like you know what I'm not going down this road what's that there's that Taylor Swift song it's like I think I've seen this film before. oh yeah yeah and I did it like the end <laughs> I was like I'm not doing it I just I feel like it's gonna be like whatever I'll just I'll fuck around with him and then a week later I'll be crying so I just deleted his contact. So if you're out there and you're listening to this, I deleted, I ghosted you before you could ghost me. Wow. I love a woman ghosting. Congratulations. <laughs> what is up with you? You look very beautiful today. You look very business women, business woman. Pantsuit nation. Yes. Um, yeah. Brian told me the other day that he likes pantsuits, but he doesn't like blazers. And that's why I'm wearing a blazer today because fuck him and his opinions. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm confused at what the difference is. I thought a pantsuit involves a blazer. So, like, it's okay if I'm wearing, like, the full pantsuit, but if I'm just doing blazer, he doesn't like that. Like, because I wear, like, a blazer a lot, like, in place of a denim jacket or something like that, you know? But. I feel like you never talk shit on Brian on here, and I'd be interested to know what some of your gripes are. That's funny, because I feel like my friends would tell you that I, um, give Brian a lot of shit about everything so I guess I'm really nice to him on this podcast Uh, there's a lot of things I make him do his teeth whitening a lot uh I make sure he stays up to date on that big teeth person he's been good of late but you know we had to call out on that well I also this is ridiculous I pick out all his clothes like not like for him to wear but like he does not have a sense of style on his own so I like you know, instruct him in the right way. And mm-hmm. he returns everything. Like 
he thinks that things need to fit him absolutely perfectly. And guess what? Like they don't like you just pick your size and it'll fit you how it fits you. And that's okay. But no, he wants like the arms to reach the perfect length, like the pants to end. Then he'll like get things tailored. Another issue that we have is when he's helping me with my self tapes, because the man is not an actor and that is clear. And, you know, that's mostly okay because you don't want them doing too much on a self-tape, like, because it's about you, not about them. And that is something that uh, my mom really has to learn with her self-tapes because she, like, wants to be the star of the show. Brian, like, is opposite end of the spectrum, so that's another area we run into. Sometimes we have to go into acting lessons. Having a stage boyfriend is good, just like our guest has today. Exactly. We are so excited to welcome Rock, aka Miss Toto. Thank you for joining us. Hello, y'all. Thanks for having me. Um, yes, like, like Chloe said, my name is Rock. My drag name is Miss Toto. I am the original bodybuilder Barbie. Um, and I currently live in Chicago. Rock and I know each other because we grew up together in the fabulous town of Cumberland, Maryland. Yeah, the fabulous town. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how are things in Chicago, Rock? Chicago has been crazy because like a lot of, obviously there's a lot of stuff going on as far as like the Black Lives Matter movement, but still really not a lot of movement as far as the pandemic. And you would assume having a Black lesbian mayor of the city of Chicago, you would expect her to be, you know, compassionate, cool, amazing, great, like anything that would align with who you would expect her to be, but she's actually basically a cop. Um, so I live in the police state of Chicago. It's It's been like crazy to just watch how much information people are finding out, like how much money is spent on certain things versus how much money is spent on like education or building building up these urban communities. But all in all, I would say the weather's great. <laughs> but we can't go outside and enjoy it because uh, things are still open, which they shouldn't be. Um, and the protests are still going on, which I think is great because we still don't have justice. So it's it's a little, it's a mixed mixed bag, but I'm glad and happy to be in Chicago and not anywhere else. So have you been using the Miss Toto platform to you know help with any of the protests or march or anything? Of course. So I would say with that, uh, more people pay attention to me with a wig on. So I definitely <laughs> use my Miss Toto platform to really like activate people and just get more of the message out because there's a lot of stuff that just needs to be like signal boosted. Or if I see something that like my followers need to be seeing, it just might get lost in the shuffle. So that's why I always try to like be loud and vocal and using like Instagram stories and my Twitter, just like, especially during the early stages of the protest. And um, as far as movement, like fundraising, like I use my Twitter as the primary platform to get information out, especially because Twitter is so fast. Like if you're on it, it's just like always constantly moving. Um, and then with Instagram, it's things like where to donate, um, certain situations that happen, like you have to text this number for this. Like people watch the Instagram stories, which I, I know that because I get some information from other people's. And I really just like come in the mindset of it doesn't matter if you have a huge social media following or not. All you need to do is be able to affect one person mm-hmm. and that's enough. And people, cause like I was encountering this at the early stages of everything and people are like, well, I don't feel like I have a platform to use my voice on. I'm like, well, you have an account and yeah. you have people who follow you. It doesn't matter how many, but as long as you're getting the message out, other people can see it. Cause they will, it doesn't matter the number. But as long as people see it to start changing minds and mobilizing and activating people into making change. 
we've had a few comedians on here with bigger platforms that have been using it in the right ways. And they were saying that they were just like losing all these followers and they were just like good riddance though. I lost a lot of followers too. Yeah. And I don't even care. I was just like, if y'all are not down for it, like this, this is what I'm saying. And it's, and I also made it very apparent. I was like, if you have a platform and you're not being vocal, you are the enemy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I even said this to my friends, like my personal friends. I was like, I'm supposed to be one of your really good friends. You're like, and I know running in the friend group circles, I'm like, I might be the only black one. So how does that make me feel? Not only me, and I'm saying this to you as your black friend, you have, you might have other black friends who are seeing this, who, who are afraid to tell you that you're not using your voice. And it, and I think a lot of times people are afraid to have these like conversations because they are difficult. Um, especially when it comes to family and friends that you've been friends with forever, you know, like you don't want to have to talk about race because it's difficult, but if those people distance themselves from you or vice versa, it's clearly for a reason that you're like not even finding a common ground on something that shouldn't even need a common ground to find on. Well, I feel like, and then especially like, as we were just talking about growing up in Cumberland, Maryland, like I'm sure you experience things a lot differently than I did as a blonde white girl there. <laughs> Talk about that a little bit. I'm sure you really grow up and you kind of, you came out a little early, didn't you? Like you were. Oh in- yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was out in high school because also like, I never really had to like come out. It was just like, a rock was gay. That was it. <laughs> like, and that, it was like never really an issue. Um, but I would say as far as Cumberland, like it is such a, a weird place in reference to Maryland because the rest of the state of Maryland is very blue and very liberal and cool. And then you have like the Western armpit of the state, which is a whole red zone. And it is the weirdest thing because you're looking around, you're like, okay, this is just how things are. Like if racial racial instances happen or like if the cops pull you over just because you're driving, not driving fast, not driving too slow, just because you're out. That's just like things that happen in Cumberland, which shouldn't be normal. Um, and I remember one instance, it didn't happen to me because I ran away um, with my friends because I heard it was happening. But like these, there was a group of like high school boys that saw in high school and they had like their Confederate flags in the back of their trucks because apparently you could do that because that was normal in Cumberland. And they followed this group of people to their houses. Because, like, we all used to live, like, in South Cumberland, like, everyone lives walking distance from the school. And if you had a car, obviously you would drive it. But I just remember the it, like, came out in the newspaper that, like, these kids were followed home by this group of, like, rowdy, rough white boys with their Confederate flags in their truck. Like, obviously the, the group was scared. So I'm thinking, like, that kind of stuff should not have happened. And it happened over 10 years ago like it was normal and that's not that long ago seems like a long time ago but it's like that's not that long ago and stuff like that probably is still happening in Cumberland I'm sure oh I'm sure if not like 10 times worse now. right I don't even know how it's like a time capsule like you take Friday Night Lights Riverdale wrong turn mm-hmm. and the squid billies into like a blender and then like leave it in your refrigerator for four months even though it expired two days ago like, it's just bad. Like, Cumberland is just, like, what? Like, I literally go out to, like, laugh at people. Like, like, like y- y'all are really living like this. This is crazy. I know. Where did we go for Christmas when we went to, like, nine Reds? <laughs> which I would say Reds is, like, the, like, just for like, Lauren's sake. It's, like, probably, like, the nicest, like, bar. In oh, my God. Or no, that's it's, it's, it's Mezzos. And they have, yeah, like, that's right. it's so weird because, like, 
people obviously remember you, but they haven't seen you in so long because you like you move away and a lot of people don't move away. So they're like, bring stuff up that like you don't even remember happened, but like to them it's so fresh. Oh, or I'm like, oh, you're on your fourth kid. I have a dog and I am a crossdresser. So like I was just gonna uh, say they have like their four kids out of the bar, like ordering like on their tenth Bud Light. And you're just like, <laughs> while I'm being pregnant now. Yeah. <laughs> while she's pregnant i'm sure <laughs> chain smoking i'm like this is this is it this is the the peak of my existence you guys are really selling this for me i'm about to like <laughs> book my train ticket there okay the there is uh there are some redeeming things about cumberland the scenery is very pretty i've heard that's, one positive thing so far i was like that's really about it oh the you have like three sheets, sheets. The, the sheets, sheets. Are sheets. i'm so overhearing about sheets i'm from okay. wawaville so she's how a wawa girl wrong how <laughs> dare there are three sheets um Let's see. They're, the drinks are really cheap. I bought like a whole round of like six or seven drinks for twenty dollars. Wow! Like, That's right. Impressive. I was like, and they were doubles. It's like, what are y'all charging here? This is insane. All right, two of your three selling points have sold me. So, come for a visit, and I promise you'll have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Only like the two only days person. though. You have to leave. So, <laughs> how did you end up like creating Miss Toto from growing up there and then getting into this? I think it was a long time coming, honestly, okay. because like. Just with my own, like, gender discovery and, like, figuring out, like, that I was, like, a non-binary person. Because growing up, it was, like, I thought you only had to pick between being a girl or being a boy. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was, like, well, I don't completely feel like a girl. And I was, like, well, I guess I'm just, like, a really effeminate boy. And I didn't really have, like, words for it. So as I moved to Miami for my master's degree, that was 2014, that's when I, like, got into the queer scene and started understanding more about gender and how it's not just, like, black and white it can be like it is a spectrum so like you can fall anywhere within the spectrum and through that that's when I like started getting more in touch with my like feminine energy which I was able to direct into Miss Toto mm. which I like have been doing drag for five years at this point and it has been really cool because as like I don't want to sound like cheesy or cliche but it's like as Miss Toto becomes more powerful and comfortable as an entity it's like I become more comfortable with who I am completely because it's like, these are things that I'm discovering about myself through drag or experiences that I'm having through drag that I would not have any, or like that other people don't, well, I've never experienced, but it's all because I like am going on this journey of my own discovery through my drag character. Yeah. Do you start feeling like you have like split personality disorder or do you, like, <laughs> how do you like differentiate the two? Well, it's it's fun because a lot of my friends in Chicago specifically also do drag and we hang out in drag and out of drag so it does feel like oh when we're in drag we are we're our characters if that makes yeah. sense like despite calling each other by our drag names out of drag it's like when we're at work that's work if we're like filming or doing whatever like that we're in character because mm -hmm. a lot of times our characters aren't exactly how we are or they could be an exaggerated version of yourself or something that you've completely like so you created yourself um so like I have I have separated myself into two parts like I have my non-drag life and my drag life and for me that just helps separate the brands because they are two separate brands uh, but also separate my personal life from drag mm -hmm. like because I, I need to have a personal life in the sense of like I have a drag room where all the drag goes the drag does not go out into my bedroom it does not go 
like it doesn't go everywhere it belongs in a specific place not saying that I'm trying to hide it because I have like posters of myself everywhere but (laughs) but it's like that belongs here this is where it goes and then this is the rest of my life so there it's like a mesh of the two without completely having a division um well when you're talking about like your wardrobe and like all that stuff and everything that you have I feel like for some people that are maybe a little bit I mean for lack of a better word boring that's (laughs) hard for them to come in and see all that so like when you were dating you know before you met your current boyfriend was that kind of hard or you know what was your dating experience like like as you were kind of rising to fame with Miss Toto fame oh my god the drama um I, I don't know I was very like not even focused on anything but myself like the boys who would come into my life I had like a couple fleeting boyfriends and I was just like y'all are not with it like you like I'm moving at 150 miles an hour and you need to like stay up to date stay catch up because like you can't be upset and in your feelings if I don't text you back in this minute Mm -hmm. and if I say I have a gig I need to work like you have a nine to five this is my job and a lot of times they didn't get it and that's okay um or other times they like would not want me to be doing drag or it was just like so many different things that I'm like if you don't want me to be doing drag you have some like insecurities and issues that you need to handle mm-hmm. with which don't have to do with me so this is clearly not going to work out because I'm not g- going to combat your gender discovery as yeah. I'm figuring myself out so that okay. you go handle that but it was not I wouldn't say it was easy and I don't think it's easy for many like queers, especially feminine people in general, or even like drag performers, because a lot of times people are attracted to the drag persona and they don't know who you are as a person. Like, yeah, after the gig and I get my money, the wig comes off, the makeup comes off. And like, are you trying to hang out with me or are you trying to hang out with my character? It's like a, it's like a weird balance, not even balance. It's like a weird thing to think about because like it makes you become apprehensive of the people that try to like get close to you or your like friendships. But then I think that's why a lot of drag performers just in general, like aside from all doing drag, but it's like, you know, you're all having a very similar experience in the sense of like people trying to gravitate towards you just because you do drag or you're in the public eye. And I feel like that's with any drag performer on any level. It's like, are these people just here to see the show coming over for a picture or do they actually want to know? Well, you, I remember you were telling me, I think it was over Christmas break, that you have, like, super fans that kind of, like... Yes, I love like, them. Stop, like, you said you like some of them, right? Like, oh, I love... Like, okay, yeah, some of okay. them <laughs> I, like, actually like. Some of them, I'm like, y'all are too much. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. But, but I, they've I done, do like, like, cool that. things, like, fan... Like, they've done, like, artwork and stuff, right? Yeah, I like that. I like when they are just, like, normal people. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, I don't yeah. need you to tell me that, like... I've changed your life or that like you love my drag every day or anything like that it's like just be normal and we will be friends you know like and I try to be I think that's something that I try to get out of doing drag is I want people to feel as comfortable as they possibly can with me in the sense of like okay I'm booked at this club in 2023 because the clubs will not be open until then. Mm-hmm. I'm booked at this club in 2023. You saw me at a gig two weeks ago and I was super nice to you. You're, you were planning on going alone because all your friends bailed, but you'll feel comfortable because I'm there. And you know that I'll at least like sit down and talk to you. We'll get a drink, whatever, to make you feel comfortable because I know that experience. Like sometimes you don't want to be out at night or sometimes your friends don't want to go out, but you do. And you're like, okay, I'm just looking for a familiar face so I can go out and have a good time 
with my friends and I want people to have that experience like oh Miss Toto's booked even though I'm I'm alone like at least she'll hang out with me or something like that I remember when I saw you in DC you really do go above and beyond because well also to take it back to Cumberland Rock was an amazing cheerleader <laughs> no high school so I remember your performance I was like do a split because I can't do it and split. I literally heard it it's still it's in the video and you were like, like do a split <laughs> you just like did this amazing move and yeah and do a split just one um, I don't know. It's just been really like interesting seeing, especially people from like my childhood growing up, like seeing me start doing drag and then like doing it to where I am now. They're like confused, especially if, the, if they haven't been in contact with me since high school. They see what I'm doing. They're like, what happened in the last 10 years that like, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy because I don't really think about it until I go home. And people like bring it up. They're like, "How's Miss Toto?" I'm like, "What do you know? What do you know about her? <laughs> you don't know anything about Miss Toto at all." You're gonna keep her name out of your mouth. Right? I'm like, "Don't bring her up." <laughs> <laughs> then they think that you've changed a lot since high school to develop that character, or what? I think I'm pretty much the same. <laughs> I would I would think I'm pretty much the same. Um, but it's just creating Miss Toto. I would say I do a lot more. Like I I want. The way that I put out Miss Toto is Miss Toto is all the things that I want to do and I want to say and how I want to carry myself. Like in real life, I wouldn't, I'm nice, but like I would say Miss Toto is a lot nicer than me because I know that people are like looking for that, especially if it's a meet and greet or whatever. Like that's literally the point. You're like Mickey Mouse at Disneyland. Like they want a picture. They want you to be nice. So be nice. Um, but also just like people, like I said at the beginning, people tend to listen to you a little more when you have a wig on. It's like, now I have the mic and people are listening to me now that I have a wig on. So I want to use my voice that I already have, but just amplify it because no one was paying attention before. And you can t talk about this as little or as much as you want, but I feel like your mom is like super supportive of everything too. Oh my God. Yeah. For the most part, at first she was not because she was like, you're in grad school. You need to focus on school and graduating. And I was like, whatever, I'm having fun. And I don't think University of Miami for a grad program is the place to necessarily have fun because <laughs> you're spending a lot of money to go there. And I was just like, I'm having fun and I'm like doing drag. I'm getting good grades, whatever. Uh, and she didn't like take it seriously until I got Miami's best drag queen in 2018. So like I was working at the gym still and like just bopping around doing everything except working in science. I did my master's in marine science. So I was like bopping around doing everything but what I should have been doing. Um, and it wasn't until like, I think she saw the article and like all that, that she was like, okay, like maybe, maybe this can go somewhere that's not just a hobby. Cause I was getting uh -huh. recognized by like a major city opposed to like Cumberland's best drag queen. It's like, oh, <laughs> I was the best drag queen of the city of Miami. Like, <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so do you want to talk about a little bit about um, like how you met Cam and that story? Of course. So yeah, I'm with my boyfriend. Um, we've been together for over a year. Uh, and we actually met in like 2017 at a drag convention, ironically, <laughs> um, because we had his best friends I also know and they do drag. So we met because of his friends and then we've been in communication like just mutuals on instagram and twitter or whatever um and then we started talking a little bit 
two Februarys ago. And he was like, hey, I'm going to come visit Miami. Like, what should I do? Where are you performing? Whatever, whatever. And we hung out that weekend. And then we've been talking. We talked from like March, or not, not even March, like February till that June. And then we decided to start dating. So we'd known each other for a while, a long while, but started dating a year-ish ago. Oh, I like that. You guys were kind of like friends before then. Yeah. So we knew each other. We like, I don't think we had each other's numbers, but like we're, we saw each other frequently-ish at these like drag conventions and any big drag event, he would be there. Um, so it wasn't like a complete stranger. That's why when he hit me up, I was like, oh yeah, like this is where I'm going to be. This is what we can do. Like, let's hang out. Uh, but we did, we hadn't hung out separately like from our friend group ever um and we just hit it off immediately and like clicked so does he also do drag absolutely not um he is a he's a physician's assistant but since quarantine has really like helped me get everything together as far as drag like with everything switching digitally uh, I was pretty much like pulling all my straws to see like who can help me edit videos and pictures and this and that because it's a lot like if I'm filming multiple videos I can't also edit all my videos on my tiny little macbook mm-hmm. um, but he also was like there are so many people just doing your videos not the way that you envision them or he had the mindset that he can do better so he taught himself how to do premiere and photoshop so he, now he like pretty much edits and videos all of my performances Wow, Chloe, can't you find someone like that? I was going right. to say boyfriend of the fucking year. Uh, <laughs> I got lucky because does he, he was, have I a think, straight brother for me? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a racist asshole. So I don't All think. Right, never mind. Okay, oh, never yeah, mind. A fat racist wife. <laughs> so I don't okay. think. Yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> sore subject. Just, people are like, oh, does Cam have a straight brother? I was like, yeah, he's literally a racist. <laughs> Oh, no. I know how and it's incredible because it's like not only do you have a gay brother you have a gay brother dating a black person who's also a drag queen oh and your moms are lesbians so have fun with that so Cam's mom Cam has two moms um, it's so cute like we so I, I basically quarantined there um, and they have a little they have a farm called two chicks farm I really did get my life when I was out there for three months but I'm very happy to be back in the city. Oh, so you quarantined there then? Yeah, so I was there from March 17th when, so things shut down on the 16th in Chicago and I was having panic attacks like every day. I was like, I need to get out of here. So I drove to Pennsylvania and was there until July 1st. I was just feeling very inspired, obviously, by everything. Um, But I felt like I was stuck and I couldn't do anything about it because I'm seeing all this activity and action in Chicago and all my friends are protesting and they're like trying to like mobilize and get supplies and make packages and this and that. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm stuck in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. and I cannot do anything to help, which is then when I like put on my big girl fundraising pants and started like raising money, which was great, but I still felt like I wasn't being active enough. So then we just did a little search on Twitter and found um, there was a protest that weekend. I want to talk about Cam and just like, why you love him so much. I mean, aside from the fact he edits your videos, which is amazing, but- That's enough to get in my love. I know, I'm gonna put that on my Hinge profile. Like if you can edit my podcast videos. Please edit my podcast videos. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, there's someone who videos. edits my podcast videos. Yeah, exactly. But it's interesting that he's like not in that world. And I, I've heard like some, I've heard people go either way in the entertainment industry. And we've had a lot of comedians on here that are like, I will never date a comic or I only date comics. And 
I mean, I guess like, were you looking for anything in particular when you found him or like, does he just like, it just happened, like literally just happened. But then I think what helps is that he does not do drag, but is drag adjacent. Like he Mm -hmm. understands like what I need or like if I'm having a meltdown or existential crisis, like he's, he gets it because his best friends like growing up did drag as they were like going through high school, they would like go to the Applebee's and drag. (laughs) Like he gets it. So he's like drag adjacent without being a performer. Mm -hmm. Like understands makeup, like understands the things that like I need or like what I, what my vision is sometimes like what I, what I'm trying to achieve here. But that's why I think it works out well because he does a lot of things that I can't do and I'm doing the drag, you know? And he's there to like support me in this sense, uh, especially which is at a time where I'm like emotionally fragile and unstable and then also financially fragile and unstable. Um, Cause like I went from making money, traveling all over the place, all over the nation to like trapped in my living room with a green screen and my dog. So it's like, he understands that like, I, I'm still doing drag for my own personal joy and sanity, but then also like, this is how I'm surviving. Times are tough out here, especially for performers and entertainers because we can't do things like we normally used to in front of big audiences and big crowds. And, and since the boom of like this digital performance and streaming and everything, certain cities and states have already opened up and which means their digital platforms aren't as strong or necessary because people are going out to see them despite them not, they shouldn't, but that isn't going to stop people. I love him so much. No, he's great. And he also like knows when it's like time for all the drag to be off and like can just be, we can go like on a hike or like uh, we went for, for a week to the desert and just like went to all these different um desert through like the southwest last year like very like didn't even have any plan and I like that like my life is so structured in type a and so is his but then in the same sense it's like okay let's just take a week we're gonna start here we're gonna end here and figure it out on the way and just someone that matches my energy of like being a hot mess all the time yeah I have a stage boyfriend too they're very useful I would (laughs) highly recommend (laughs) <laughs> a stage boyfriend literally though he's like your dress is unzipped in the back I'm like thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh is he in Chicago or no no he's in Harrisburg still um for now tell him let's we're, hang out we're in the process of getting him here yeah yes, it's and then, like, the long distance factor is probably hard now too I mean just everyone feeling so isolated and that's why I went that's why I went to Pennsylvania I was like I'm not gonna spend isolation literally alone when I have a boyfriend that I like, when I don't have a job, like what's the reason that I would stay in Chicago? Because like I work at a gym the gyms were closed. I'm like, why, why would I stay here to be alone when I could just go to Pennsylvania with my dog and my boyfriend and be just fine? Right. Letter time. Letter. Dear damsels, I recently started a TikTok account, which to my surprise has become pretty popular pretty fast. I do various blogs and videos that talk about my daily routine, daily struggles, and even some dance videos when I'm particularly feeling myself. It has earned me a lot of TikTok and Instagram followers, which is progressing a career I've always wanted in the entertainment industry, but is somewhat of a struggle for my dating life. I've even had a lot of guys tell me after several weeks of talking that my online persona is just too much for them and they'd prefer to date someone who isn't as public as me. How do I maintain my newfound success and still be able to date? Sincerely, fame and relationship misfortune. Oh, not the name. Misfortune. That's sad. <laughs> that is so sad. I think I have some insight. I think yeah, I can hear it. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to tell Misfortune that if in order to 
well, there are two things. Because, like, is her TikTok life actually an extension of her real life? Because then it's like you might be a little too public for somebody. So, therefore, you'll just need to find someone that's either okay with you being that public or is equally as public as you. Or if you're creating these to, like, create this persona, et cetera, et cetera, having a separate account that that is just for you. You and your friends and your closer circle of actual friends. But also just letting like that be known that okay this is my online persona and this is not really who I am day in and day out and if that is great that's cool but maybe these men are just not for you because I don't really think it's your problem like you should never change yourself for somebody else and if they can't handle your success and your charisma or how exciting you are on the internet that's literally an insecurity of them and you don't need to be doing yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm always so cynical on these letters, but sorry, damsels, it's because I care. Um, <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that if they can't handle her and what she wants as her career, then it's never going to work out because we, as we talked about earlier, stage boyfriends, you guys, get one. You need it. I'm telling They love you. Yes. They, it's, mm-hmm. they help you. They make your life better. Your career is going to be better. Everything just much better with a stage boyfriend. But, you know, stage boyfriend in whatever you're doing, you just want somebody who's going to be supportive of you in whatever capacity that may be. And if these people aren't going to be supportive of you, then it's never going to work out well. Well, as I said earlier, I feel like we go back and forth with our guests, like, because we had someone on here who is a comedian and she tweets about like men all the time, like straight men and how she like hates them and like how she like stalks all of her exes. <laughs> and she's I like dating that. another comedian now who understands that world and isn't like taking her seriously. Like they're obviously just like fucking jokes, but then it's like, I don't know, but then like getting someone that's like a little bit more relaxed and like, cause like you can also be competing for the fame if you're both like, you know, if you're right. trying to be out there, like putting yourself out there. So I can see it going both ways. But yeah, I mean, just like, fuck all these men who want to like yeah. overanalyze what you're doing on the internet. Like, why don't you go get a hobby? Like, I, I mean, I that, just said yes, that. No, that, that's what I was about to say. I'm just like, yes, these men, the reason that a man would say this to you is because they're insecure yeah. about who they are and that you're going to like steal the light and like be like the bigger personality or whatever. And like, if that's the case, that's the case, and they just can't handle it, and that's their problem and not yours. Yeah, mm-hmm. and can I just say that patience is your friend? Like, I feel like when you're going through this and you're single and alone, don't attack on me because I'm like the only <laughs> like, patient person. Ever. Sorry, Chloe. Uh, no, not an attack. I swear. No, but just that, like, I feel like it's so hard when you're going through this because you're alone. You're on Instagram and social media just makes comparisons so much harder in life. So you start comparing yourself to your friends and your relationships, blah, blah, blah. I promise you, if you just keep at it and keep waiting, you will find someone. And to be honest, you may you may get impatient and you may start dating somebody who really isn't for you, but that will also be a learning experience to help you get to the person who is going to be supportive and is going to be there for you. So honestly, I just think hang in there and realize it'll happen and stop wasting your time with people who aren't going to help you. Because you think about like dating is just shitty in general. Mm-hmm. And I think part of like growing up you hear like oh you're high school sweetheart and then like you get you meet them and you get married and you have kids you have a job and it's like life doesn't literally work that way so then it's ingrained in our minds that we have to find someone to date like when we're young 
quote unquote, we're on this scary hamster wheel of feeling we're running out of time and we're literally like in our 20s. And it's like, we don't need to be doing this. Like the person will show up when they show up. But but that's not saying not to look or not to try, but it's like, if if it's not them, you might have a really cool friend that you got out of it because you were compatible on some level, but or, or not and just keep it moving because it might not be that person you know yeah I remember being single in high school and like so jealous of the people who would have been in relationships for two years and I felt like I could never keep a guy for a year like I would always like break up something would happen and it would never work out and I would just like felt so sad like I would blame myself for it like I can't keep them around they don't want to be with me blah, blah blah and now I've been dating somebody for over five years like right it's just time i see some of these engagements i'm like honestly y'all might be really happy but your happiness looks a little different than mine (laughs) yeah yeah oh that's such a good quote yeah i agree which is true though because like i i used to before i was dating cam i'd be looking at people like wow even they can get someone to date and they're like then one of my friends at one point was like well would you want to date them and i was like that's so true no I would not (laughs) I look at like a lot of like like people that I know their boyfriends and I was like that would have been a left swipe that would have been no I wouldn't have been going near that (laughs) no I want you to promote your stuff so tell people me okay you You can find me literally everywhere specifically on the internet because we're on lockdown um my socials are all at the miss toto t-h-e-m-i-s-s-t-o-t-o and my out of drag page on Instagram anyway is Rock Evans underscore. I also am a part of a podcast that we are starting. Well, we already started it, but we're going to put it out, I believe, next week. Um, it's called The Black Tea, which is the podcast of the Chicago Black Drag Council, which is the drag council that I am a part of um, and I am treasurer for. But it is pretty much about uh, the black drag scene in Chicago um and how everything has been going as far as the movement experiences we've had in the club scene experiences that we've just like gone through bringing on different guests from the scene whether they're black or not um just to really shine light on black chicago drag that is so awesome i love that bye Bye, Bye. that was so much fun i know love it love all the advice i feel like we really got some momentum on the letter portion that time feel like all of our our advice was aligned and yeah just fuck these simple ass weak ass men can we say that we can say that say whatever we want it's our podcast (laughs) no it's just time that women stop trying to curate themselves to fit men and start being who they want to be and whoever comes to them will be the right person who takes them for all that they are. Yeah, if you could find somebody, Chloe, to date that will edit our podcast, that would be great. What do you think I need them for? I think I need them for the podcast editing. I think I need them for picture taking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need an Instagram boyfriend for sure. I don't know. How many self-tapes are you doing? Like, do you need do you need a reader? Yeah, I need a Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I need a reader. I think that's... Reader, yeah, Instagram boyfriend, Sage, you know, like just somebody who will do all the general. Like Brian is credited in every film that I make as like being a PA. Um, so yeah, you need a PA. Yeah, I also feel like you know I need someone to laugh at my jokes, but I also like my number one thing is that I wanted someone funny, but now I'm like maybe I don't need someone funny. 
Yeah, you don't need somebody that funny. Someone who thinks I'm funny. Yeah. That's what guys want, right? They don't want a funny girl. They want someone who thinks they're funny. Well, I think that's all I had to say. Do you have anything else to say? Oh, it was a beautiful chat. Beautiful person. Write us the letters. Write us the letters. Um, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things. And until next time. Going down in the DMs. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.